Well, hello, folks. This is Brother Lee Whaley here at Crusader for Christ Podcast Hour. I'm your host from coast to coast and throughout the world. We're now in 12 different countries, including the United States of America. Excited news. Excited news because I love it. Anyway, God is good. No, God is great. Today, I want to talk to you specifically about something that we're all facing, that we're all seeing, and no matter what, no matter what the um, government is telling us, folks, we are in trouble. And what do I mean by that? I mean, not by our government. <laughs> That's what I want to talk about. It's by God. You see, America is under judgment. No matter who you are, and that includes all you Christians, including myself, God is still in control. He is absolutely sovereign. He's absolutely sovereign in himself. He never changes. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10 says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never changes. And his word is the inspired, infallible, inerrant word of the living God. It never changes. So when God says something, that means it's it's already a done deal. Now let me give you what I, what I want to talk to you about is right there, there, there. It's hard to work backwards. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 9. I want to tell you something, folks. God's principles and God's word is going to be forever. It's already, the Bible says in the the Psalms, it's already settled in heaven. My word is forever settled in heaven. It's already done. It's a done deal. But because of the atheists and the agnostics and the ungodly, unholy People that are teaching in, in on our schools and in our colleges and, and telling these kids that, you know, there is no God, that we've evolved from monkeys and apes and amoebas and crawling and creeping things such as that. Well, they've been deceived and they've been lied to and they believe the lie. But what I want to talk to you today specifically is about this right here. The Bible says don't be deceived. When God says don't be deceived, that's what he means. Don't be uh Taken in, don't be fooled, don't be, you know, when when Satan deceives us, that means he makes us think different from what God said. If God says, I'm coming back, be ready, you can be assured that Jesus is coming back and you need to be ready. If God says, for God so loved the world that he, what, gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life, that means that if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you trust him as your Savior, if you believe in your heart that he died for your sins, and accept him as your Savior, call him, ask him into your heart. Of course, you have to be under conviction in a lot of things. But that's what it means. But what about that verse right there? Don't be deceived, for God is not mocked. What does it mean, mocking God? Let me give you a couple of examples. In the book of Genesis, this is the very first, I think this is the very first example that we can use. In the book of Genesis, in chapter number two, um, God talks about, man talks about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And he tells man, he says to Adam, you shall not eat of it. For in the day that you eat of this fruit and this tree of of good and evil, the tree of knowledge, you're going to die. Now, you've got to understand, when Adam was created, he was created eternal. God created him to be an eternal being. He was going to have fellowship with him, put him in the garden, 
and the Kumbaya. They were going to have a great time together. And he's seen that, of course, you know the story. It was, it was sad. Adam was lonely, and he needed a help meet. And God put him to sleep, got one of his ribs out of his side, made him a woman, called her Eve, and there they were in the most splendorous garden, the most beautiful garden because God created it, and everything in it was what? Good. Remember, it was good. God said it was good. He created the earth. It was good. He created the stars. They were good. And then, out of uh, out of all that, we know that in chapter 3, the serpent comes, you know, in verses 1 through 6, the serpent comes to Eve in the garden. Obviously, she was standing there. And uh, the Bible says it was the most subtle beast. In other words, I believe it was, I believe personally that it was upright because when God put a curse on it, uh, it started crawling. So I don't know. You know, it might have been too late. It doesn't matter. But I'm sure it was one of the most beautiful creatures in the garden. And Satan possesses this creature, this animal. And he comes to Eve, and you know the story. I know you do, but listen. Just listen. God is not mocked. When God says something, God means what he says and says what he means. And so when he tells Adam and Eve, don't you eat thereof because you're going to die. That's exactly what he means. He's not going to re, he's not going to renege on. He's not going to. That's what he means. But now Satan, Lucifer, demonics, infiltrate this subtle little beast called a serpent, and the serpent says to Eve, "God knows." And the woman, first of all, she's arguing with him. And you don't argue with the devil. Just tell him what the word of God says. Amen. But he's arguing with the devil. And and it says, she said, and the devil says to the woman, you, yea, God has said, if you eat of all of everything, you, if you eat of this tree, you're going to die. But God knows that if you eat of that tree, you're going to know good and evil. You're going to know what he knows. You're going to be like him. And there it is. That's the sin of all sins, to be a God in your own eyes, be a God in your own heart, be a God in your own mind. So to make it, pull this thing in. God says, don't eat it. You're going to die. Serpent says, you're not going to die. He deceives Eve. And look what, look what it says. And the woman said, of all the trees, we can eat of them. And she starts having this conversation with a serpent. But of the tree of the fruits in the midst of God, and God said that we shall not eat of it. But the serpent says, yeah, he does. He, you're, not, he, you're not going to die. That's what the serpent says to Eve. You're not going to die. What is he telling people right now? Right now, today, someone comes up to you today and says to you, are you, a, are you a Christian? Are you been saved and born again? Are you ready to go to heaven when you die? Well, I don't believe in heaven. I don't believe, I, I, I don't know, people in their mind, I don't think they believe they're going to die, but we will. Every single one of us are going to die unless the rapture happens and then we're out. But anyway, we'll just say we're going to die sometime. And, and the devil tells her, you're not going to die because God knows. You see, there's the problem. You're not going to die. And that's what deceiving is. You're not because God knows that the day you eat of it, your eyes are going to be open. You're going to be like God. You're going to know the difference between good and evil. And when it says that when the woman saw the tree that it was good for food, remember those, remember the three things in First uh, John chapter 2, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the flesh and the pride of life. She sees it. She wants it for her flesh. 
And the pride is going to do what? Make her like God. Boom, boom, boom. Three sins. Lust of the, hello, the lust of flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. So anyway, and she eats of it in her eyes. But it, it doesn't say that. It says, and then she gave it to Adam. And Adam ate, and their eyes were opened. Because God told Adam, Adam told Eve. I know, I know you progressives and you liberals don't like to hear that God gave authority to the man and the woman was to, you know, listen to him and all that stuff. You know, <laughs> it is what it is. But both of their eyes were opened, and they made this false coat of skin to cover their sins. And you know the rest of the story. They mocked God. They mocked God, and they did exactly what God told them not to do. They ate of the tree. That's one example of what happened. That's how we. That's why we're all sinners. The Bible says in in the book of Romans, chapter five, verse twelve, that by one man sin entered into the world, and death came upon all men. We're all sinners, and we're all going to die. But it also says in Romans chapter five, verse number eight, that God commended His love toward us, and why we were sinners that Christ died for us. So God made, a pro, made, made the provisions when he sent Jesus Christ to die for our sins. And all through the Old Testament, there's some, this is what I'm going to talk to you about. I love, and I lo I'm not bragging on, on me. I'm just, this is what I love to do. I love to read the Bible. I love just reading the Word of God. And the Bible says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And man, if there's anything we need today as Christians, we need faith to walk. And the Bible says the just shall walk by faith several places. So for me to know the will of God and for me to know God, I got to read his word. So that when, when I am approached by Satan, and we all are, and he tries to deceive us, to trick us, to f fool us into doing what he says instead of what God said, we know what the Word of God says, and we can say, just like Jesus told him on when he came out of the wilderness journey, he said, if you be the Son of God, change this bread, this stone into bread. Well, he knew that Jesus was hungry. He hadn't eaten in 40 days. And Jesus said, what? <laughs> Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So the Word of God is so important as Christians to read it, to know it, to study it. Now, this Galatians 6, 7 it's not only for the individual. I believe with all my heart it's for a city, it's for a county, it's for the country, it's for the nations, it's for the world. And what we're seeing in America right now, and this is, you say, don't get political. And if you all notice my hat peeking over the, the thing over there, well, I'm just going to be honest with you. At least Donald Trump, he may not be the great evangelistic Christian that everybody, you know, wants to, but he, he's, he's somebody that knows we're in trouble. He's somebody that knows that our country is headed down the wrong road, and it is. And what I want to talk to you about is what's going on on the southern border and the northern border. North or south, I don't know where it's north or south, but I'm sitting here. There is not an immigration, it's an invasion. And why is that happening? And I'm going to tell you what I believe because of what the Bible says. As you read through the Bible and you see the Word of God and you hear the Word of God and you just feel it in your heart and you feel it in your soul and the Spirit of God just opens your heart, your blinded eyes. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4, if our gospel is hid, it's hid to those that are lost. 
in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, unless the, Lord, unless the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine upon them. That's what, that's what the Word of God does. It puts in us the light of God. The Word of God is the light and, and the truth. So our country, for the last 60, 70 years, you can go back and look at it, has been going on a downward spiral, but now it's on an avalanching spiral. I mean, we've been killing babies, calling it abortion. It's, it's murder. We have put up with that stuff, and no matter how hard you try, that's, that's what the other side is running on. Abortion. Could you imagine ever being a being a uh, abortion being an issue to fight over? To say if God, if 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 President if Trump takes and comes president, he might do away with abortion. We got to have a woman's rights, but the baby has no rights, folks. I don't want to get into all the particulars. I'm just trying to show you what the Bible says. You're going to reap what you sow. Thou shall not kill as a person. Thou shalt not kill as a country. And yet we've slaughtered millions and millions and millions of babies and called it abortion, called it birth control. So God has given us time to try to correct that, and we haven't. Even though there are some laws been passed, you know the you know the devil's crowd is going to get a way around it no matter what they do. And then here in the last few years, you know what happened in uh, homosexuals, they can now by the Supreme Court be married to each other, a man marrying a man, a woman marrying a woman, and uh, and all that stuff. And God said, look, in the beginning, God created a man and a woman. That's it. There's only two, a man and a woman. But now you can be all things if you want to be. So what I'm trying to tell you is America is reaping what it has been sowing. Now, all these churches that are all over the country, I mean, we've got thousands and thousands of churches and church people. If we keep silent, if we keep our mouth shut and keep letting this thing go on, God is going to, I mean, he may already, I don't know, but he may have already turned it completely over. I don't know. We need a revival. We need people of God to come back to God with a broken heart and a contrite spirit. What does that mean? That means deep down in your soul, you know that something's not right. Your kids, your grandkids, and I've got both. I worry about them all the time. I think this, this invasion in our country has changed the face of our country forever. And it's never going to come back to be what it was. And I understand that. But if you call yourself a Christian, and I don't care if you're black, white, or brown, I don't know of any other color, so we'll just leave that at that. If you're a Christian and you and you put up with this stuff and, and agree with this stuff, you're probably not a Christian at all. You're probably not even saved. I'm not judging. I'm just calling, the Bible says you can tell a tree by its fruit. Galatians chapter 5, it talks about the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of the flesh, the works. We have got to do something, and we've got to do it now. We've got to start praying. How many of you are willing to do that? We got to start telling. We got to start doing what God called us to do. And here's something I want to tell you about. It's it's just my heart, and this is what I'm going to tell you about. I am an evangelist. I'm not a pastor. I've I've been a Sunday school teacher. I've done all that. I've been a chaplain at the Douglas County Jail for uh, 30, 35 years. 
uh, and because of COVID, things happened, and I haven't been back over there since then. Uh, if the Lord opens that door, I'll go back. But right now, God has said to me, warn the people, I'm coming again. And you say, well, you keep saying that. You keep saying that. I will say it till I die, because that's what God said to do. So right now, I'm working on setting up a program to teach evangelism, because I think that's exactly what we need in the church and in the people. So I'm, I'm looking to do that. So I want you to pray for me about that, because I want, I want, to, I want to set up an online class and it's, it'll be just ongoing, ongoing. It won't be like it starts here and gets through here. It'll never get over with. We'll just continually be talking about evangelism, reaching the lost, calling out to the people you need Christ. Our country is being judged, and here's what I'm going to tell you. When I read through the Old Testament, and I'm reading through it right now, I'm uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. I'm halfway through the book of Numbers right now. I start in January, read through it. And I'm not bragging on me. That's just what I love to do. So anyway, but I, if you read it, and some of this stuff's hard to read. Don't get me wrong. Some of it is just so hard. For, what I mean by that is the words and the names are so big, 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 big. But I noticed something about God. He don't change. And here's what happened. He tells Israel, the children, he chose Abraham, you know, about the Abrahamic covenant, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Jacob and the 12 tribes of Israel and all those things. Ain't got the time to go back and go through all that, but you can do it. Just start reading it. He said to Israel, you do what I tell you to do, and you live like I tell you to live, and I'll bless you. And I'll guarantee you you'll never have a need. I'll take care of your enemies. I'll take care of all the your problems. I mean, listen, we're human. We're going to sin. We're going to fall short. But God makes provisions for all of those things. Now, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he didn't die so that we could sin and go back. You know, he didn't, die. even though we're sinners, we're to pull ourselves out from the world and be separate, saith the Lord. Our sins are forgiven and washed in his blood. That does not give us a license just to practice sin and live like hell and, and do whatever we want to do. No, we're to be like Christ. Let this mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus in Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you. In Romans chapter 12, be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But our country has gone so far away from God, just like he did in the Old Testament. He said, I'll bless you and I'll curse you. It's up to you. And if you remember, and I'm just, I'm just now reading about when the, uh, the 12 spies went into the land of Canaan, spied out and 10 came back and said this is giants and this and that you know the story but joshua and caleb said no we can do it we just trust god look what god has done look what he can do we can do it but they but they said no we're going back no we're going back and what did god do he killed everybody that came out of the land of egypt except for joshua and caleb in the wilderness and for 40 years that was a sowing and a reaping, a reaping and a sowing. America, listen. Children of God, listen. We are, four, four, three or four years ago, I was talking about we was at the KDS Barnea moment. We're past that now. We're way past that now. We've got people coming into this country that hate us, that despise us, that want to kill Christians, that want to kill anybody that's not like them. 
They're not going to conform to this world or this country. They're not going to live like we live. Thank God we've been a good Christian nation, but you know those days are over. And God is bringing his judgment. And sure enough, just like he told the children of Israel, when you look at Korah and you look at these other examples, God blessed them. God looked after them, protected them. But then when they went and disobeyed God and started having idols and mixed marriages and all these kind of sins, God took his hand off of them. And what happened? They just fell under condemnation. They fell under troubles. They had problems because the hand of God was taken off. And listen, the hand of God has been taken off America. We need God back in our nation. We need God back in our lives. We need God back in our churches. If the churches, see, today, preachers have these revivals, and I don't mean anything about you, pastors, but I'll just be honest with you. They used to call evangelists, known evangelists that would come preach evangelical, evangelical messages. People getting saved, people turning back to God. But not today. They don't use many evangelists today. They used other pastors, and that's fine. I'm, I don't even care about all that. I'm just telling you, we need a revival. We need God back in our lives. We need God back in our hearts. We need God back in our schools. Yeah, but we've got so many. Listen, there's one God and one faith between one mediator between man and God, and that's Christ Jesus. That's it. These other gods are idols and demons. You got to understand that. All right. Listen, I love you. Pray for me. Evangel evangelism, the school of evangelism. And there's there's probably a lot of them out there. But I'm going to start working on it and I'm going to build. I'm going to, um, anybody that wants to join me can join me and uh, we'll get that going and we'll see how it works out. Let's tell somebody about Jesus today. Let's tell them how much he loves them, how much they need them, how much we all need them. Share the good news. Because it's going to run a day, it's going to run out soon, and we're going home to be with the Lord. All right. Listen, I love you folks. Have a great day, a great weekend, or whatever's coming. What, what is today? Thursday. All right. Have a good day. Have a great week. And, and I'll talk to you soon here at the Crusader for Christ Podcast Hour.